Northern Brewer is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jameel Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. All homebrewers have a favorite commercial beer, but not everyone can make it. Welcome to the show that teaches you how, where you can challenge two masters, Jamil Zainashev and Tasty McDole. This is the Jamil Show. Can you brew it? Now here's Jamil. Hey, howdy, hey, my brewing <laughs> brothers and sisters. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Can You Brew It? The show that always starts off real smoothly. <laughs> the show with lots of mistakes, yeah. <laughs> hey, we only do, you know, we don't do it like every day, so every every day I've got to relearn it. Right. Yeah. Can, can, can you see I mean, why I'm not 100% on anything? <laughs> well, you know, because it's this mic one, mic two garbage on the oh, board. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, so I'm always there's mic so two. many numbers there. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so confusing. Well, whatever. It's much easier when it was just mic one. Yeah, I would just recommend just turning them all on, and uh, you know, we'll just live with the results. Yeah. I can do it. Oh, you want to turn everything on? <laughs> and we, then we... I don't think we really need to worry about, like, you know, Mike saying something. That, you know, Basically, they are all you. on. It's not like other people in the studio we need to worry about. It's not like uh, any of that's going on. Pretty quiet here today, for sure. Yes. Downtown, lovely uh, Martinez. Yes. Great brewing weather, I'll tell you that. The, oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, you know, the you groundwater out, is cooling off. and uh, You knock out a few batches? Uh, I got some planned. I did one last weekend. I did another uh, batch of uh, my blonde ale mm-hmm. using a little tip I got from Vinny. Using Vinny's tip. That, yeah, All right. One of his secrets, he called it. A secret, he kind of said. Oh. I said, not for a long, fucker. Yeah. I'm going to blab it all over. I can't tell, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you that. What? What do you mean? No, I just want to see how it works out. I want to see if he's if he's right. What is it? Of course he's right. Just tell I'm us now. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. It's just, oh, come on. Come on. Just, yeah, you know, it's you another, be another, the listeners. And it's a then different not, base malt. You know, a little not, bit of a base malt change. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, like yeah. a more dexterous. Going to the uh, Maris Otter. Uh, oh, well, I'm not going to start answering quiz questions here about it. Yeah. I'll be, in effect, answering the questions. Yeah. Yes. I mean, but, uh, yeah, it might be Maris Otter, sure. Well, this is what you said on the Sunday session, like a couple of weeks ago. Oh, did I? I was drunk then. <laughs> yeah. I was drinking. You already talked about this. You listened to the Sunday session. Yeah. Well, I'm honored. <laughs> hey, JP. Yeah. Add plus one to our listener. Wow. <laughs> we have twenty five now. You must be really bored to, to death. Uh, listening to wow on Sunday, you're listening. Wow. Well, yeah. you know, professional brewers and home brewers alike get a lot of information oh, on the Sunday right. session. I guess that's great. When I'm driving, that's great. That's great. When you're driving. You're listening. I'm listening. That's great. No, but yeah. So it was. Um, you were saying how you, you guys didn't have quite enough of the raw base yeah, malt right, and yeah, swapped yeah. it out with the uh, a, uh, a Marisotter from. Uh, I didn't say. Did I? I think it was from uh, crisp. Uh, crisp. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, the one, the Scottish version, the uh, Great Eagle. It's called. 
Oh, okay. And it gives uh, that's not. I'm not seeing that too much available here. Right, right. More, more body and uh, yeah, more body and it's like three uh, L instead of two L in uh-huh. color. Huh? Yeah. Hmm. So we'll see. Yeah, I already heard that. I thought I kept it a secret. So I don't even know. What... <laughs> all right. Well, I blabbed bl- bl- that all over the place. You don't know where you're coming or going anymore. Oh. Yeah. See, I'm so, paying attention. Facebook is still a secret, but. I'll, I'll type it right now. And I'll say, hey, you know what I've just realized about brewing all these years? You should really use Gray Eagle. Yes. And then everyone will go, I don't understand. Anyway, that's. Uh, huh. Then I'm going to be rebrewing the uh, Sierra Nevada Celebration Ale uh, next weekend. Uh-huh. Remember, we right. overshot the crystal malt on that quite a bit. So mm-hmm. I'm going to back that off. And uh, right. we'll be teasing that in a few weeks. Yeah, and then uh, coming up in June, you'll have your annual brewing of the Arrogant Bastard. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, uh, Mitch is going to be in Philadelphia this year. We're going to be able yeah. to do a, a three-peat of the, yeah. of the annual uh, We Fucking Missed It Again show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, if you if you follow the, that recipe, it, when when we had the, you know, whatever for, you brewed that time that we had all, well, I got that recipe. Beer, I'll brew that for you. Brew that one, and I think that, but that you got to drink all the beer. Oh, okay. I don't. I still right. got arrogant bastards. I don't, I don't want to do it. I don't want to give it to people because I'll <laughs> I'll be drinking it with them, and I don't want to be drinking. I don't, it's not that good. <laughs> well, the way you're so, brewing it, <laughs> no, it's no. What do you mean? It's close. Close, yeah, yeah. So it's not. Is, I mean, uh, it's as good as arrogant bastard. I need to make it better. It wouldn't like be close at all. Sex with your sister, you know. It's, uh, it's close. Pretty awesome. Uh, not, not quite the same. It's not. Not. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not. I'm not speaking from experience. Well, she's cool with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to teach her somehow. I will. Do it. Oh, all right. Man. Well, yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, I don't want to brew. Have to brew it. I have to brew it twice. Then, well, I'll brew it once, and then you can taste it and see if. Uh, Right. You think Mitchell go for it? Right, right. I've been, I've been. We should uh, get him, take him on for drinks before the show this time, and get him, like, yeah, get him plastic. totally, you know, agreeable kind of thing. Yeah, no, nah, probably won't happen. Um, no, I've been, I've been harassing uh, Mitch into uh, possibly doing a uh, a collaboration with uh, Stone. Well, like, you know, they hey, only do three hey. ways there. You told you that probably, right? Oh, really? You need cool. me. You need an amateur. Oh, really? Yeah. All three uh, ways I'm, is all I'm about as amateur as they come. <laughs> you <laughs> you got to, that base covered. Used to be amateur. Yeah. Just invited. Just invite Chris Kennedy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. We, 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 we're, amateur, we're all about amateur. Amateur <laughs> no, you need are a, us. You need a third brewer. You don't need an amateur. You just need a third That, that third should brewer. be our like uh, amateur line, us. You know, amateurs, really amateurs brewing in the, in the professional realm. Yeah, that's probably you probably get away with we're that. We're really just homebrewers. As they come. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're really just homebrewers. That'll be your little motto. That's us. That'll be the That's name good. of the beer. There you go. That's good. That'd That's be, the beer yeah. name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've I've been harassing. I'll start harassing Greg about it too. Hey, buddy. You should <laughs> do it. Doing a buddy, collaboration, huh? buddy. You should do a video and shake Come your on, hand buddy. when you're holding the camera. Come on, buddy. Yeah, you think they'd be up for it? it for sure. They'd be up for it. Yeah. Oh, imagine all the wonderful press they would get. You know, all ten of our fans would be all over that and they'd increase their their drinkership by 10 sure like you'd have to uh, all worth it for them yeah <laughs> well you'd have to go down there for a release or something like that i mean you're you know making more than just oh, a phone yeah. call yeah you know? well and i make say, the beer i would, I would uh, really i just want to go down there and hang for a brew day 
I really don't care <laughs> about anything. Yeah. I mean, our name it wouldn't even have to be on it, you right. know. You're just Collaboration playing. means I get to go and, and yeah. hang out with Mitch for the day. Right, right. Yeah, that sounds no, that really would, good to me. I think it should be a lot of fun. I think you should wait until their hotel's built. Yes, that that's what you should be. do. There you go. Don't, let's not rush into anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What time do you? Th- when do you think of we'd be doing this? Uh, when did you say the hotel would be complete? Uh, <laughs> they just broke ground around that time. No. Good I'm a, I'm a patient guy. Be a lot of collaborations before, before you get around to that. <laughs> right. Do you want at Rogue, and then I'll go with you. Ooh, yeah. We yeah. should do one at Rogue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We get... Uh, we, we, I, I bet you they'd do it. Oh, I, I know they would do it, yeah. for sure. Especially with you. Yeah. You know, John really loves you. Well, they're both nice people. Yeah. I guess uh, John's at uh, John's house, uh, some drunk guy who just got out of prison a few hours previous hopped, <laughs> hopped their fence. Yeah. And uh, John's wife, Stacy, was in the backyard with her dog going, yeah. what are you doing, dude? Get out of my face. Yeah. Pretty crazy. That's my story. And what did John do? Offer him a beer? I, and I think he was called the authorities. brewing or something. I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. Smack him with the, with the mash bell? <laughs> yeah. Smother him in the beard. Yeah. <laughs> Choke him out with the beard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a super nice guy, too. Excellent. They're both nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. So speaking, speaking of nice of, guys, uh, yes. we got Neil on the line here. Uh, we don't have Neil on the line. We're going to talk to him after the interview. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, we. But uh, I can dial him if you want. We're doing uh, Wells Bombardier, which is uh, a beer that uh, actually somebody did request, and I was going to print that out. And uh, your printer was broke. Okay. That's yeah. Good that's how I get this sheet. Your dog ate the printer. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure it's something like, I really like this beer. It's one of my favorites. I yeah, have good memories. Yada, yada, yada. Can you do it? Can you yeah, brew it? Guy yeah. in the military. He got stationed over there. He yeah. got stationed here. got stationed there. And, and that was one of the beers he really liked. And I'm like, okay, cool. My assault case got thrown out and I celebrated was, by was, this beer. His name and, was John. Or yeah. Something. I don't know. Matt. Whatever. John or Dave. Whatever it might be. Or Mike. Yeah. yeah, or Mike. Yeah, one of those. And... uh so what we did is uh, have Neil go and uh, yeah. hunt down an interview for that, and Neil brewed it, and we really didn't do a whole lot. Uh, Tasty one got the commercial example. Yeah, I, I sat around. I, I pre- yeah, I pretty much. I, I I typed up the recipe. That's pretty good. I did some emailing. It's more work than uh, I did. Yeah, I screwed, bit. I screwed the bit. opening of the show up. Right. So we all have have played a major role <laughs> in the quality of the show at this point. You know who plays the biggest role in the show is Northern Brewer. Absolutely. I was going to say, our fantastic sponsor, Northern Brewer. Uh, check them out, northernbrewer.com. They, uh, they supply a lot of great ingredients, fresh ingredients, uh, great price on shipping, and uh, reasonable all around. And uh, they even uh, will supply the uh, ingredients for these shows. That's right. Yeah. So uh, we uh, are able to clone this with uh, ingredients from Northern Brewer. So... We suggest you check them out as well. They've been our sponsor for probably seven years now. Wow. So, yeah. That's a long time. Been doing doing the Jamel show for seven years. By seven. the way, I, th- I think McDowell's going to challenge you for King of the Segway with that one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you can, you know. There, there you go. Good job. Yeah. He just coded that in velvet. I was I was going to say. And Crisco and just laid it out the last The last few Sunday sessions. Yeah. McDowell's been funnier than you. Well, let's not, yeah. let's not go that far. Yeah, he's, last show he probably coming, was. He's You're coming right. out. With, I mean, all I got to say is like, you know, squirrel saliva, 
Uh, I don't even know what that the means. The herbicide flavor. I mean, just these one or two word comments <laughs> just slide in in the background in, in tiny little gaps. It happens. Uh, you are listening to this show. Oh, right? just make it making me crack All up right, big well, time. Yeah. You're you're good. You're, you're uh, hilarious. Just hilarious. Well, I can't carry the whole show myself. You know? I, I, I think I think you're, you're <laughs> take a break. Uh, like I'm gonna take a break. You got this whole month, right? You got November. He's, he's got it. I'll he's, take November. You take. Right. He's carrying right. the load. Right. He's, he's got it. All right, and so speaking of carrying the load, let's uh, get to uh, uh, some uh, sponsor uh, commercial-like uh, break, and then we'll hear from uh, the folks at uh, the Wells Bombardier uh, and uh, Neil, and uh, then we'll hear some more break, and then we'll be back, and it'll be like 40 minutes from now, but uh, 42. Enjoy, enjoy the interview. It's a real good one. Back after this. Tonight is the night. We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitzenstein? Yes, J.P. Lohr. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My doctor, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha <laughs> Yes, J.P. Lohr, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power! Glickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Glickman's with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the top to enjoy a fight. Don't be silly, J.P. Lohr. We have beer to brew. BN Army, Hop Tech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. Hop Tech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of whole leaf hops. And Hop Tech not only carries Y yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's, Nottingham, and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeve shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. 
To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. All right, BN Army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits, $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt? The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit AustinHomebrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have many clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of Brew Vent Yeast Fuel as well, Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit AustinHomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply. AustinHomebrew.com You're listening to the Brewing Network. This is Neil Spake for the Brewing Network and it is my great privilege to have on the phone with me Jim Robertson from Wells and Young's Brewery in Bedford, England. Hello Jim. Hello Neil and uh, thank you for inviting me to uh, talk to you on your show. We are really pleased to have you. Uh, Bombardier is certainly one of my favorite beers, and I'm sure we have plenty of listeners that will be very enthused to, to hear about this. Um, what about your brewing background, Jim? You've been at Wells, uh, the in- independent Charles Wells, for 20-some years, correct? That's right, yes. Um, I, I guess I was uh, uh, interested in becoming a brewer fairly early on, um, towards the end of my time at what you guys would call high school. Um, I didn't really know what career to do, and um, I had uh, some chances to go through career counselling. And one of the opportunities that uh, they came up with was brewing. And uh, Charles Wells was the hometown brewery where I lived in Bedford. And um, the brewing school that was uh, available to me then was Harriet Watt in Edinburgh. So I actually uh, did my, what we call A-levels, our final exams at school, and applied to go to Harriet Watt University and studied uh, to get a Bachelor of Science degree in brewing. Um, And in the meantime, asked Charles Wells if they would sponsor me. Uh, That was some mm, 34 years ago, uh, if not more. I actually went to Harriet Watt between 1974 and uh, 77. Um, So that's where my career kind of started, I guess you'd say. Um, And then I didn't actually uh, come and join Charles Wells full-time. They declined to sponsor me, but offered me holiday work to get familiar. And uh, I was employed directly from university by uh, the major brewing company called Courage. And I started brewing with Courage's in London in 1977. Oh, okay. 
And then somewhere along the line, Charles Wells offered you a, a full-time position? Yeah, I spent sort of about nine or ten years with Courages, uh, working in uh, some lovely locations, um, Plymouth down in the southwest of Bedford, a fair bit of time in London, and ended up in one of their major breweries in the heart of central England in Reading. Um, I was then kind of poached, though that's maybe a bit of a stronger word. Um, I was invited to go and uh, join an engineering company that makes brewery equipment and installs it all over the world, a company called Briggs. And I had a fantastic uh, two and a half, three years with them. Uh, designing, building and commissioning brew houses um, in uh, I think about five different countries uh, around the world and actually got uh, my first taste of visiting breweries in America uh, when uh, the chairman and I toured uh, nine states in 11 days uh, on my first tour of North America that would have been in about 1986 Wow, that's a lot of ground to cover. <laughs> it, Definitely, it, it was. But uh, I kind of fell in love with American breweries and America generally. And uh, uh, when I got the opportunity to actually move back to Bedford, my hometown, um, the brewery Charles Wells had had some changes they didn't expect. And in fine English tradition, I was invited to apply for the role of second brewer. (laughs) So I did, and I got the job and came back to Bedford in 1989. Wow. And... Speaking of America, uh, the way that I found you is is somewhat interesting because I went through your U.S. distributor having seen something on Twitter, I believe, that you were recently here doing some Meet the Brewer sessions. Is that correct? That is. um, In uh, about the last uh, two years, I've had a subtle change in my job role within... um, uh, Wells and Youngs, and um, uh, I now spend a, a proportion of my time in sales, working in export, and part of that is to come to America and support Bellicus, our importer, uh, with customer groups, do meet the brewer evenings, and my favorite is we do cask beer promotions uh, uh, in one or two outlets, and I'm hoping to develop a little bit more on that. Oh, that's awesome. I, I didn't, I, I've not heard of many, if any, English brewers doing that here in the States, so I was quite surprised to see it and very encouraged. I would love to see Cask Ale take over. But uh, it's well, we, we, we certainly um, uh, see it as uh, the, the great uh, British brewing excellence that we could export to America. I know that the American craft beer scene uh, is starting to get interested in what we would call real ale, and I think you guys tend to call it firkin beer, after the name of the container. Right. Uh, but uh, uh, we believe that you need to take it a step further in brewing technology terms and uh, that real cask conditioned beer um, offers 
particularly much more drinkability than uh, what I've sampled as Firkin beer. Yeah, I would completely agree. So, uh, back to our topic, uh, Bombardier. Yes, uh, certainly one of my favorites, and uh, it has so much character when I compare it to, say, uh, a Boddington's, which is one of the regular pub draft beers we get here. It just it has so much more of a robust flavor. Well, I'm 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 pleased you like it, and and thank you for that, Neil. Uh, I think the first thing to say is is Bombardier is what I would call a beer of Middle England. Uh, so it's designed to appeal to ale drinkers um, who have a preference for a slighter, slightly sweeter, fuller tasting beer. And the variant that we ship to the U.S. Uh, is at the stronger end of our ABV scale. Uh, so the draft beer, uh, the draft bombardier, will be at about five and a half percent ABV alcohol by volume, and the packaged beer um, also uh, tends to be up at that level. Whereas in the UK, uh, we tend to distribute at a slightly lower ABV, uh, between 4.1 and 4.7. Ah, okay. Uh, what is the typical batch size for this in the brew? Uh, our, our standard brew length is uh, 250 hectolitres, which is um, 25,000 litres. Uh, which I think probably equates to just over 200 US barrels. Um, I was fiddling with the calculator earlier, and I think it's about 208 US barrels in a brew. Okay. And I guess uh, since we're doing this for Can You Brew It, we need to discuss the the US export versus like the English cask version. So what is the starting gravity for the export? Uh, the uh, the export beer will be looking um, uh, to uh, come up with an, a final ABV and product of uh, a 5.5. Uh, so we're going to be looking at an OG around about 50 to 51. And uh, then we're looking for a final gravity. Sorry, that's in SG. Uh, would you prefer that in Plato? No, that's fine. Whatever you're comfortable with, we can make any okay. necessary conversions. Yeah, ours is uh, all standard SG, so that would be 1050 um, as our target OG, and then um, uh, 1011, about 11 to 12 for our final PG. And that's an important characteristic of the beer. Um, we like a little bit of um, fullness left, uh, but we don't want fermentable sugar, so we, we ferment it right out, uh, but we still want a, a residual gravity of about 11 or 12, uh, so we're looking at the sort of um, uh, the, the malted, malted tetras, the sort of four or five ring sugars and the limit dextrins so that uh, we get that mouthfeel without it being sugary sweet. Right. Okay. And do you know what the color rating of it is? Um, color rating uh, by European EBC. Uh, it's quite quite dark for an ale, so we're looking at around about fifty um, EBC. Okay. And what about the bitterness level? Um, bitterness 
uh, for a, a, a beer that strong is not <laughs> not high by American standards, but yeah. um, um, pr- pretty sort of uh, pretty strong by UK standards. So we're looking at about thirty to thirty-two for our bitterness in EBU, which is pretty similar to IBU. Right. Okay. And uh, what is the grist or grain bill for this guy? Okay. um, The key constituents for us are um, the the main malt, uh, an ale, white malt. um, And uh, we would say winter variety. Uh, We believe English ale is best brewed from winter varieties. And we're currently using pearl uh, or flagon um, for our uh, barley varieties and um, a, a fairly standard ale malt specification. Uh, not too high in nitrogen. We go up to about 1.6 and uh, pretty well modified malt. And in a, um, a, a 25,000 litre batch, we'd be using about uh, 2,900 kilos, 2.9, 2.9 metric tons. Uh, second very important ingredient is our colour generating crystal malt. And again, I'm sure you guys are all familiar with that. Yeah. Uh, and in the batch, we're using just over half a ton, so f- 550 kilos. And do you so know what the, the uh, color rating of that crystal is? Um, ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think it's about 130, 140. Okay. Uh, but uh, I'd have to look that one up. And that's an EBC rating, correct? <laughs> that's correct, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, any, um, other, any other grains? Uh, no other grains, but we then add uh, sugar. Okay. So we're looking at um, uh, uh, fermentable syrups, and um, the key one for me is uh, the invert sugar, which comes from sugar cane, and uh, we're adding about 720 kilos a batch of that. We use a slightly under-refined um, sugar, it's actually called fermentation sugar number five from Tate and Lyle. Okay. Um, but if you're trying to simulate what it is, uh, if you can get the dark treacle sugar from Tate and Lyle as against the golden syrup, right. that's the sort of color and consistency that we're looking for. And then the final main fermentability ingredient is to bulk out the fermentables with um, uh, um, standard maltose syrup from hydrolyzed wheat, uh, which again is about 750 kilos in a brew. And that really is just to give us um, a a bit of uh, fermentability to top up the alcohol. Right, okay. So, uh, what about the mash schedule for this? Is it a Uh, single infusion type mash, or do you do a party guile on this? No, it's a it's a single batch brew, so it's it's brewed as a unique batch. And again, we will um, uh, set the. 
conversion temperatures etc to suit uh, the materials of the batch so currently we're actually putting in a slightly low temperature uh, mash to get the uh, protein conversion and uh, we're also looking for a fairly hay stable beer for export uh, so putting in a, a first stand and mashing in at about 52 centigrade okay Sorry, I know you guys work in Fahrenheit, and that is one area I'm not terribly good at quick conversion. No, that that's perfectly fine. We have a pretty good mix, actually, of people that, that use both. So Celsius is perfectly okay. fine. Okay, um, and we'll hold it in that, uh, at that temperature for around about 40 minutes. And then the key thing is to heat it up quickly, uh, at better than a degree a minute. Um, because we don't want it to be too fermentable. So we're now actually taking it up to its scarification standard about 74 centigrade, which is pretty warm. And uh, we'll hold in there for about 50 to 60 minutes until all of the starch is gone. Okay. Uh, and then because we're on a louter ton, we just top him off to about 78 before we transfer to louter. Okay. And sparge at 78 as well. Uh, and what is the typical sparge time? Um, we're operating just over a three-hour cycle um, in our outer ton. So out of that, we're probably sparging for about, uh, well, we'll do the first work's runoff. We're probably sparging for about mm, 90 to 100 minutes. Okay. I always find that a curious thing. Um, what about water treatment? What is your water source, and do you do any sort of water treatment? Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, water actually is what I consider to be the most important ingredient, most important raw material. It is kind of 94% of the beer. Right. And we are blessed with a fantastic uh, private water supply, uh, which is one of only two in the UK that has full mineral water accreditation. Uh, so just to the north uh, east of our brewery site, uh, we have our own borehole wells that go down about 120 feet into a porous limestone aquifer called Oolite and uh, we draw water from that well uh, and um, uh, pump it straight down a main into the brewery and anything that uh, goes anywhere near the beer is uh, taken from that water supply which as I say is mineral water accredited um, it's a pretty good mineral spectrum for brewing ale so it's fairly hard we do take some of the carbonate out and replace it with calcium chloride just to make the calcium uh, level back up to the sort of 280 300 uh, milligram uh, per litre parts per million level to get okay. the, the kind of hardness for brewing ale um, and uh, putting it into the chloride format gives a little bit of sweetness and fullness to the palate of the beer uh, which again is quite important for Bombardier um, we would add about six and a half kilos of calcium chloride but that probably isn't really 
anything much to go on because it will depend on the uh, water source that uh, your own brewers have. Right. Um, but some of the other characteristics of our water that's very important, it is quite high in sulfate. So that's why we don't add the calcium as gypsum. We don't add it as calcium sulfate. And we're already at uh, around about 300 um, uh, ppm milligrams per litre of sulfate. Uh, we have a little bit of magnesium in there, about 20 uh, ppm. And magnesium sulfate is another key mineral salt for brewing good ale. Right. Uh, we call it Epsom salts over here. Yeah, we do as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you'll know that if you have too much of that, then the beer is a little bit of a laxative. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you need enough, but not too much. Exactly. Okay. Um, they're probably the important salts, and um, they're very key to the character of our beer. Okay, and uh, what is the boil time for this guy? Okay, um, we boil uh, on an external calandria, so we have quite a powerful um, heating surface. Uh, so we're boiling for 60 minutes and looking for around about an 8% evaporation. Okay. Uh, do you add any copper finings? Uh, yes, we do. We'll, we'll add um, copper finings right at the end um, to, again, get a nice clear wort uh, to enhance the, uh, the haste ability later on in the process and um, through the, uh, the longer supply chain. Right. Okay. And what about the hops used in this beer? Okay. And hops are um, uh, very English. Uh, so very classic English ale hops. We're going to be using Challenger pellets for bittering, uh, which we put in at the beginning of boil. Okay. And then to get uh, the aroma, we're looking uh, to use Fuggle, and uh, we use we use Type 90 pellets, but. Um, uh, you can use whatever suits your equipment, whether it's uh, whole cones or pellets. Um, but the fuggles we put right at the end of boil, so we literally kind of show them the work. We put it in about five minutes before the end, just so the essential oils are extracted but um, not lost. And what sort of hopping rate are we talking about for the finishing hops? <coughs> Um, again, that'll uh, vary really to hit the um, uh, hit the specification BUs, and uh, we'll also tend to use a little bit of extract to keep the veg material down. Okay. Uh, the important one is the fuggle um, because that is the one that gives the character and we're using about 10 to 12 kilos um, to give us the essential oils per brew. Okay, and what about the Challenger? What type of rate is it? Uh, so that will that will be added to suit to get the bitterness, so that'll, that'll vary um, uh, probably up around 25 kilos to a brew, but you would need to calculate that out based on your alpha. Right, right. Well, that, that's still very helpful. I appreciate the information. Uh, okay, 
And do you use any sort of a hop back or hop jack or any kind of... Uh... No, uh, we have a combined kettle whirlpool, so it boils on the whirl. And um, at, when the boil time is complete, we let it stand for half an hour for all of the trub and solids to settle. And then we draw it off to cooling. And it's quite important that it's cooled pretty quickly. So we have a maximum uh, cooling time of an hour. Okay. And uh, what type of fermentation does this undergo? Do you use open fermenters or the closed cylindro-conical? Yeah, we use... uh, We're totally cylindro-conical fermenters, but we use uh, what tends to be called a top-fermenting yeast. Um, It's one of my pet hates that uh, yeasts are referred to top and bottom fermenting right? uh, because they'll do either. It depends how you train them. And uh, we use the Saccharomyces cerevisiae, uh, which is our own Wells Ale yeast. And uh, if you culture it uh, in open top squares, it will revert to being a top fermenter. And if you culture it in um, cylindro-conicals, it will drop to the bottom and be a bottom fermenter. And at the end of the day, the whole contents of the fermenter is fermented. It's where the yeast ends up that's uh, given it its name. So, yeah, sorry, you've touched a a spot there. I I get irritated by that phrase, top and bottom fermenter. That's perfectly fine. Uh, and what is your what fermentation temperature do you shoot for? Um, with our ales, we're looking at uh, slightly warmer temperatures, so we'll be uh, collecting, starting the fermentation at around about seventeen uh, degrees centigrade, and letting it free rise up to about twenty twenty one, holding it there until um, we reach final attenuation. Um, and then uh, we'll give it at least 24 hours at uh, um, static repeating PG uh, so that it's fermented out, uh, and then we'll cool back. Okay. And is the uh, does it undergo a, like a cold conditioning step prior to packaging? Oh, yes. Yes, it does. So the, the main fermentation... Uh, the actual log phase will take about 80 hours but um, we tend to budget on a a beer staying in fermenter for 7 days Uh, we have a little saying that bombardier should be holy and kept um, in the fermenter for the sabbath Uh (laughs) so uh, it has uh, 7 days in fermentation and then uh, after we've taken the yeast plug off uh, we'll centrifuge down to quite a low yeast count, about sort of 300,000 cells per mil, and cool it down to minus one to minus one and a half, which is pretty important. Um, it's very important to get really cold maturation to get the hay stability again. So we're down at minus one for seven days. Okay. And then it's off to packaging, I guess, uh, what we get here. Then we'll filter it. um, We'll filter it through a diatomaceous earth filter and then pack it in keg can or bottle. Is it pasteurized? Uh, Yes, it will be, um, depending on which type of package. It's either flashed or tunneled. Right, okay. 
And uh, the ever-controversial subject I always have to ask about when I'm speaking with uh, English or Scottish brewers is what serving temperature would you recommend this be enjoyed at? Uh, that is, that's a very good question. And um, over the years, I've learned to say um, something that my professor of brewing taught me. Uh, and that was a long time ago. And I never really understood what she was saying until comparatively recently. And uh, in our circle, Professor McLeod, as she was called, was quite a famous lady. Uh, one of the very few, if not the only, lady professor of brewing. And she was interviewed on one of our high-profile business radio programs called the Radio 4 Today program. Okay. And they asked uh, Professor McLeod the immortal question of what makes a good beer, Professor McLeod? And she said, if you like it, Mr. Timpson. <laughs> and everything went silent for a few seconds up to the news because they were expecting a long explanation. Of course. Uh, but she'd hit it on the head. So at the end of the day, the serving temperature is what your customer would like the beer to be served at. So if your customer wants cold beer, there's no good serving it to him warm. Equally, if the customer likes to taste the flavour of the beer, it needs to be up at about um, 8 to 12 degrees centigrade to start to get some of these flavour characters coming through. Um, I would certainly not want to see it served at much above about 14, 15 degrees centigrade. Okay. That's very helpful. I always take it out of the fridge and let it sit for a little bit to to warm up. Yeah. I mean, your average fridge will probably be about 4 to 5 degrees centigrade. Uh, so I would agree with you that's a bit too cold for Bombardier unless you're um, down in Galveston um, or uh, Corpus Christi on the beach, in which case then maybe 5 degrees is about right. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> uh so, uh, thinking of, I don't know if you were ever a home brewer yourself. A long time ago. Yeah. So, uh, since that's our target audience, do you have, what in particular about this beer uh, do you think that a home brewer needs to concentrate on the most or special recommendations you would have for trying to reproduce this beer? Okay. Um, water. Worry about your water. And it's it's often quite difficult to get the right uh, mineral content water. Um, possibly one of the best bets would be to uh, have a look at the analysis on some of your local bottled waters um, to see whether they have the kind of mineral content that I was describing. Right. Uh, so if I was trying to homebrew this um, uh, down in Florida, I'd be um, looking at some of the spring waters and seeing if I could find one that was a little bit more minerally and uh, buying some of the gallon jars of that. Uh, so um, so many home brewers will spend a fortune on crystal malt and then just take water from the faucet from the tap. Right. Uh, so they completely ruin any opportunity to get the right flavors. Um, a big no-no is what 
I would call haloform, so no bromine, chlorine, fluorine in the water. That taints the beer dreadfully. Right. And you'll you'll get a medicinal polyphenol taste very quickly if you've got any haloforms in, in your water. Um, uh, coming on then, uh, yes, you should be able to get good malts from any of the homebrew shops. Uh, I was amazed. Um, I went round two or three on my last trip across, and uh, they seem to have a fantastic uh, supply of English uh, brewing materials, so you should have no problem getting a good ale malt, good crystal malt, uh, Challenger and Fuggle hops. Yeast is one you'll need to have a, a, a little think about. Um, we we use uh, Gilliland 3, which is a fairly flocculent um, ale yeast, and it's a fairly, uh, what I would call, clean yeast. It doesn't produce a great deal of ester. Okay. Uh, so you don't want one that's too sweet and fruity. Uh, the Young's yeast that we use uh, is a Gilliland 2, which is a bit less flocculent and uh, a bit more fruity. Okay. So you're looking for, you're looking for a yeast which is quite vibrant, so uh, likes a warm, rapid fermentation, um, but doesn't produce too much uh, fruit um, or uh, ester. Right. Okay. That's a very good recommendation. We really appreciate that. Okay, I think that's all of the questions that I have. Uh, I really, really thank you for your time, Jim. Uh, it's been a real pleasure to talk to you. No problem at all, Neil. It's been a it's been a pleasure for me too. And um, if I can wish your listeners the best of luck, and um, uh, hopefully they're successful. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmasters Warehouse and how you can get ten percent off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmasters database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmasters Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmasters Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BN Army in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeasts, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's super yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. 
does craft beer mean to you? Is it a delicious way to support your town's local brewer? Or perhaps it's the perfect beverage to pair with those delicious meals at your favorite restaurant and at home. Regardless of whether you're thinking of pints or pairings, pilsners or porters, craftbeer.com is the site where craft beer lovers come together to learn and share. Craftbeer.com is brought to you by the Brewers Association and celebrates the best of American craft beer and its brewers. Craftbeer.com is the best place to find craft beer events, recipes, great feature stories, the most up-to-date brewery listings, and resources for your next beer tasting or dinner, like style guidelines, pairing mats, and charts. Get the inside scoop on new beer releases and special events from today's craft beer insiders, and chime in to share your own knowledge, perfect pairings, road trips, recipes, and more. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. Now back to the challenge. Can you brew it? All right, we're back. We're talking uh, Wells Bombardier. A nice uh, interview by Neil there. Uh, Neil, how's it going? You you still haven't answered me. I asked you if you wanted to talk to <laughs> yeah, him twice, and is, then you kept talking yes. to McDowell about your uh, mail. Generally, this is the the part of the segment I'll after the, after the interview I where Neil you, would be the brewer. Oh come on, Jesus the Christ! <laughs> All right, so I'm with you now. I think <laughs> uh, there you are, Neil. All right, it, cheers. You're sounding good. <sighs> it's like pulling teeth around here sometimes. <laughs> Or like pulling the underwear over your head at times. Maybe you should be a dentist then. <laughs> All right. So, Neil, you, you did the interview. You uh, brewed the beer. You actually brewed it multiple times uh, and yeah. uh, kind of uh, pre-tested it yourself before you sent us the uh, samples here. So, um, uh, you've, you've pre-tested it. You've got your, your opinion of it. Let's, let's hold off on that. Let's uh, let's see here. Let's start with uh, let's start with tasty. What, what's your what's your take on it? Well, yeah, the obvious things. I mean, as you know, same very uh, exact same color, uh, same color ahead, uh, aroma, almost spot on the same. Yeah, you know, it's got that same character. Yeah, the same. Yeah. You could yeah, you could uh, you know. I don't have a great sense of smell, so I could like you know smell one, smell the other, and then switch them around and close my eyes and not know which is which, mm-hmm. and you know still not be able to pick out you know which one's which. So, mm-hmm. uh, 
think that that's good. Um, the uh, the one the one I think that's is the uh, commercial beer seems like the, the malt has dropped out a little bit. I noticed we looked mm-hmm. at the bottle and it's got a uh, a best buy date of about a week ago. So, right. Uh, which I believe they put a year date on these. Wouldn't be so. surprised. It seems like a beer that they typically right. would. Uh, that's, that's we're not used to drinking. We, them. we don't use. Yeah, we're not used to drinking them fresh. So yeah, I don't think anybody would be too startled that it's a year old. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're you know back in that same old uh, paradigm where we have to like allow for the freshness of, of Neil's uh, home brewed version, which mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. probably under you know weeks old, and then this other beer that's uh, getting over a year old. Um, so. Um, I think that the the, the malt similar malt start is a little different, but I think that's just going to equate that to age. I don't mm-hmm. think it's significant enough mm-hmm. that it would uh, have me saying anything but that it's cloned. Mm-hmm. All right, and JP, your your take on it? Yeah, I agree with everything he just said. I think it was great. <laughs> yeah, different. <laughs> No, I did not. You had some differences. You make stuff up. That's what you, you do. Talk. You get things twisted in your head. I, I At first, there were differences, and I said right. I, I wouldn't say on the air that it was not cloned. I, would, I said right, it's, right. it's cloned. Yeah. Of I, course I, there are cloned, differences. I th- yeah, I think I there's... I think we're, you know, during the break, we, we nitpick every little, every little detail, every little nuance, and try and say, well, this is different. Yeah, but That's the recipe like, is is exactly the same. I yeah, the, the recipe's right on on the money, I guess. And um, although I, I think Neil had to do an adjustment in the amount of treacle that I have here, and then um, and and I wasn't sure during the interview whether he was talking like Lyle's golden syrup or he was talking actual treacle. And then uh, I, you know, my my impression of it is. You know the fermentation character is 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 spot on. I mean that's it's it's unique. You you get these English beers and you they have the, this character to it. And you, if you change out the yeast or something else like that, it's just not the same beer. And so uh, I was very pleased that you know that was the same. And then you know the malt character is the same. I think again, like uh, the other guys are saying, they're slightly different, but. Even like a beer that's a year old and a beer that's more current, uh, it's still the same. It's still you know it's it's slightly different. If you were to hand me either one, I'd go, "Oh, that's a fresher example of mm-hmm. you know the same beer." And even the year old example is actually not very uh, aged. It's actually that's, in really good shape. It's, it's clean, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's still hop character to it. I'm actually real pleased with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest difference that I found was carbonation level. And one is, you know, seriously uh, got more carbonation than the other. Um, but other than that, I'd, I'd call it clone. Now, Neil, what was your your take on it? Do you consider those clones close? Uh, I say close, but not perfect. Um, the thing <laughs> that I noticed the most was um, mineral content. Oh, uh-huh. Right off the bat, it's when I compared it to the commercial one. I I thought our water here was pretty high in sulfates, uh-huh. but I don't think it's high enough. Right. Um, I I noticed that right off because I detect a, a real late bitterness that I don't really think is hop. I think it's sulfates. Uh, yeah, because I could be wrong about the that. The commercial example does carry through a little bit further as far as the bittering and the hop character goes. But other than that, and I couldn't agree with you more about the uh, yeast mm-hmm. because I brewed this thing three times mm-hmm. and I tried the Fuller's yeast because this is a seasonal yeast for White Labs right? 
and the yeast makes all of the difference. You have mm-hmm. to have the Bedford Ale yeast. There's mm-hmm. no no question about it. It makes the beer. Right, right. It's such a, a, a big impact. Now, JP, didn't you say something about the mineral content of one or the other? I did. The aftertaste on the homebrew was, was much more minerally, minerally. Uh, than the other. It tasted huh. more like a Newcastle finish to huh. me than mm-hmm. the commercial beer. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, so the, the recipe I have is, um, let's see, uh, six-gallon batch size, of course, uh, starting gravity 1050 or uh, 12.4 Play-Doh. Uh, anticipate SRM is 19.1 used in uh, Mori, and IBU is 31.2 using Rager. That's at 70% efficiency, and we're talking about uh, 55.8% or 2.58 uh, kilograms of a British pale ale malt. Uh, 15.3% or 710 grams of a uh, British uh, Crystal 55. And then I had 14.7% or 680 grams of a rice syrup and 14.1% or <clears throat> 650 grams of treacle. And, uh, you know, I wasn't sure if he was talking treacle or uh, Lyle's Golden Syrup or what. I thought treacle would be way too too much for that. And um, you're absolutely right, because <laughs> the first two times I brewed it, I he mentioned treacle. I, right. I noticed that again, and that was what was in your recipe, so that's what I used the first two times, and mm-hmm. it, it was so far off, it was undrinkable. Right. So I followed so up with him. That's a lot of him. treacle, too. <laughs> I followed up with him with an email, and he says, no, 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 it, it's supposed to be Lyle's Golden. Yeah. So uh-huh. I put Lyle's Golden in, and it was that's just dead on. Spot on, so, yeah. So that's what's in there. Because that's what I assumed. I'm just like, ah, I don't know. And then, yeah, but, you were right. You should have gone with your people. assumption. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Saved right. me a couple of batches that weren't fit to drink, but that's Ooh, all right. Sorry that's about too bad. that. Ooh. Only one way to learn. Yeah. And then uh, let's see. On the hops, uh, 23 grams of uh, Challenger at 9% alpha acid. That's going to give you about 30 IBUs, uh, 60 minutes, and then 10 grams of Fuggle. Uh, 5% alpha acid uh, at 5 minutes. The yeast, uh, White Labs WLP006 Bedford British Ale. And uh, like Neil's saying, it's it's critical to getting the right character on this beer. You're, you're not going to clone it without that. Um, I, I imagine why yeast might have an equivalent for that. I'm not sure what it is. But uh, that might uh, you know also get you pretty close. Uh, let's see here. Uh, mash uh, at a protein rest uh, uh, at 126 for 40 minutes and then uh, a 15 minute climb up to 165 for 60 minutes and then mash out at 172 I don't even remember any of this but uh, I guess that worked uh, rice syrup is any maltose syrup so there's from wheat but it doesn't matter it might be okay just to use some wheat or rice flakes these are the notes I had uh, Lyle's Black Treacle could be found in any British food store. There are a few around, but instead use uh, Lyle's Golden Syrup. Uh, sulfate 300 ppm, so they add calcium carbonate to soften the... Yeah, 300 uh, ppm of sulfate is quite a lot. Uh, so I think, uh, Neil, you're right on that. And then they pitch at 63 Fahrenheit, let rise to uh, 68 Fahrenheit. Uh, they let it ferment. It ferments out in a couple of days, but they let it stand until day seven. So those are the, the details I had. Anything else to add to that, Neil? 
the only thing I'd mention is I have a complete aversion to using anything that says rice in my beer. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> so, so I used uh, the the standby that I use, and what most British brewers use is torrified wheat. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I substituted that instead of the uh, rice syrup. Okay. Other than that, I brewed it exactly like you said. I did the protein rest, mm-hmm. the step mash. Uh, I've pitched at 68 Fahrenheit and left it for a week. And mm-hmm. I did do some uh, cold conditioning at the end for about a week, but uh, it was about 38, maybe 40 degrees, not 32 like he mentioned in the interview. Mm-hmm. Now, on your your going up from the protein rest to your sacrification rest, um, how long did that take? Ah, uh, good you question. Think you're in the 15 minutes, or it was longer than that, or it was it was probably more like 10 or so because I use mm-hmm. external heat. Okay, so pretty quick. Pretty pretty close. Okay, I thought that was a high mash temperature though, 165. Right. I really thought that was high, but I, you know. <laughs> I did what what you and he said. So exactly, you know. Sometimes, and over the course of the show, and Tasty can attest to this. We uh, you know, we get recipes from people, and we're like, ah, no way. This doesn't make any sense at all. You know, this isn't going to turn out that beer, please. And but we do it anyways, and sure enough. Uh, works out, and you know we're we're learning that you know there's more than one way to skin a cat. So how we would do a beer is not necessarily the only way to to accomplish it. Right. Yeah. What what's with that? I mean, I thought at 165 it uh, denatured all the enzymes and conversion stopped. Right. Now, of course, you don't get there instantaneously. Right. right. You're going from what was the protein rest to 120, 126, 126 yeah. to 165. Obviously, you're gonna be at every temperature in between there how long did that that take you know just fit you're saying 10 just 10 minutes, minutes to yeah. go yeah, up 10 10 15 minutes wow you're like really that. putting a lot putting of the feet to use into yeah. that baby well and the interesting thing is you know some of those british malts they pretty much convert the moment they hit water yeah you know within a few minutes they're completely converted right. so uh so is the wort clear did it run clear did it like you you had did you check for conversion uh, neil it, I it actually com- didn't. But it looked, I, I looked converted. It was 60 minutes stand at 165. It had better be converted, so I just ran it off. But it was clear. It's crystal clear. Okay, that's mm-hmm. that's what I would go by. If it's clearer than Right. It's, uh, and he, he got the gravity out of it, and it fermented. It okay. Yeah. Yeah, the gravity was dead on, and it finished pretty well dead on. So, uh, yeah. No complaints. <laughs> pretty amazing. Yeah. Something it is. to put in the old uh, book of tricks. Let's see how that works. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's take a short break, and when we come back, we will uh, wrap up with any of your questions about uh, Wells Bombardier. Back after this. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the
the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special secret elite bare bones club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W NicoBrew Your bare bones buddy in the brewing business Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams Malt Extract. Their new Snaplock stainless steel camlock fittings will make connecting your pump or heat exchanger quick and easy. Or check out their exclusive paintball tank-based draft beer equipment. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones, no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. What was Al Capone's official profession? I know, I know. Your next homebrew club meeting, beer tasting, or weekly hangout just got a lot more fun with a brand new pub trivia board game from University Games. In the new pub trivia, teams of 2 to 10 can go up against 1,000 new questions in five different categories. No drinking required so everyone can play pub trivia, sports, science, history, entertainment. There's something for all trivia lovers in the new pub Trivia board game. You can find Pub Trivia at your local Walmart store or online at rugame.com. That's rugame.com. Bring home everyone's favorite bar quiz game tonight with a brand new Pub Trivia board game from University Games. Online at rugame.com. Okay, okay, what is Madonna's last name? Where can you still find $7.95 nationwide shipping, a friendly, knowledgeable staff, and all of the stuff to brew for less? Homebrew Stuff. (laughs) Isn't the homebrew stuff a sexual maneuver? Homebrew Stuff is the largest homebrew supplier in the Northwest and can be found in Garden City, Idaho, and online at homebrewstuff.com. Equipment and ingredients for brewing beer and wine, soda and liquors, books, instructional DVDs, beginner kits, and a great selection of grain and hops. Homebrew Stuff also has dozens of free videos online to help make brewing easy. 
easier. Visit homebrewstuff.com now for the best prices with their match or beat guarantee. BN Army members can take 10% off their first order with the coupon code BNARMY. Kegs, regulators, faucets, towers, carboys, conicals, barrels, you name it. Get your homebrew stuff for less at homebrewstuff.com. Homebrew stuff, (laughs) not a sexual maneuver. Just the best prices and great service on all the stuff you need. Homebrewstuff.com. When Michael Fairbrother started Moonlighting, he had no idea how quickly his dream was going to grow. Having homebrewed for 15 years, Michael decided to go pro, but not with beer. While attending his homebrew club meetings, he saw ladies knocking their men out of the way to try his mead. Moonlight Meadery is now two years old and can produce 200,000 bottles a year. It's the first New Hampshire winery to ever distribute to California and Australia. In fact, you can Find Moonlight Meadery Meads in Connecticut, Massachusetts, Maine, Rhode Island, Vermont, and New Hampshire. And they ship direct to 17 states. They produce 56 different varieties of mead and are unlike anything you've ever seen on the market. Michael Fairbrother at Moonlight Meadery is a real success story that can make the BN Army proud. Visit Moonlight Meadery in Londonderry, New Hampshire or online at MoonlightMeadery.com. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact rain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. All right, we're back, wrapping up uh, a great show about Wells Bombardier, which is actually a, a really nice uh, British ale. I know Neil's a, a fan of it. I'm a fan of it as well. I think it's a great British, uh, classic British character. It's, it's very malt satisfying. I like it. It's, it's uh, yeah, definitely good. Yeah, it's really well made. A little bit of hoppy. Right. Uh, great British yeast character. Yeah, I'm very pleased. Very pleased. As am I. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I appreciate all your efforts in uh, helping make this happen. Uh, you know, one of the uh, all right. So that's a really weak segue, but I was going to talk about the AHA and uh, sign up for the AHA. Uh, you know, it's a great organization. I think uh, you know it actually facilitates the fact that we're able to all get together and, and work together. Neil's out in Texas, and uh, he and I. Um, I don't know how, how did we get started uh, working together. I think you emailed me about uh, doing shows, or I emailed you about doing a clone of London Pride, right? And you, right. you threw it on me. 
Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, go <laughs> ahead and get us history. an interview. <laughs> yeah. Fly to England, yeah. get an interview, and then and then we'll talk. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we, exactly. We did. And that that took multiple trips to England because Justin had to go and pick up the... Uh, Pick up the the unpasteurized that's version. Right. He and bring went there it back, and did it. That's right. And then we finally got it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I think uh, that's one of the great things about the AHA is it. I think it really assists in building a sense of community amongst. I mean, you'll have your local your gathering, your local homebrew club, but it's bigger than that. You know, homebrewing is is much bigger than that, and across no the country question. and worldwide. And uh, you know, the AHA is is out there supporting. You know, home brewers, you know, in the in the U.S. national level, and doing what they can to assist, you know, worldwide, and and so I I would say if you uh, if you get a chance, uh, you know, support the AHA. You can go to the the Brewing Network site, uh, click on the AHA logo there, and uh, sign up, and and a portion of that goes back to the Brewing Network to support the Brewing Network. But more importantly, it supports the AHA and their efforts in. Uh, monitoring uh, legislation and things like that for for homebrewers and providing great magazines, Imergy and the conference and all that other stuff. I wouldn't miss the the homebrewers conference. I'm looking forward to Philly myself. I don't know. It's going to be a great time. It always is. It's the best part of the year is going to the National Homebrewers Conference. Yeah, yeah, and it's the same people put that on your your, it, your membership. It's freaking Christmas in helps, June. Helps that happen for sure. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I don't suppose any questions from the chat there, JP. No, nope. no. All right, no hate mail. Uh, Good. Yeah. All right. Well, don't f- don't forget you can uh, chat live during the shows. Uh, they've they, there's a you don't need any passwords or anything. You log in, go to the Bring Network site, and you can participate in the shows, ask questions, and uh, what have you. And if you uh, get a chance and you want to support the Brewing Network further, go to uh, the Brewing Network site again and check out the store. There's all sorts of great things in there. Books, shirts, hats, uh, new Brew Strong shirts, um, uh, lunch meat shirts, uh, and great hop grenade shirts, all that stuff. Yep. Someday I'm going to put a tasty banana sack in the store there. I think those would sell. Oh, yeah. I'd I'd buy six. One for each day and then the seventh day I'm going commando. Oh, yeah. I'll be like sporting one every day. You were saying till next time. Until next time. Bruce Drone. And often.